but I'm saying it does happen to a lot of women. So I feel like you have to make sure you're being aware of who you're really messing with. I feel like it's pretty obvious. You can always see some, see or know some signs of a scammer. To me now, I've been online in three years. Like I can just look at a dude and know he's a scammer. I just know, like you, <laughs> and I feel like that's what anybody in Atlanta. You could look at a nigga and know, like he is scammer. You know, I know he's scam. Who you bank with, like? And it's not even scammers in Atlanta. They're just it just isn't even all about bank scams. Like you know, of course they do bank scams, but there's so many other things that are being done when it comes to messing with scammers. And ladies, if you want to deal with you, deal with the scammer, go ahead. But I'm going to let you know right now, scammers are cheap. You're better dealing with a drug dealer if you want to deal with somebody with some money. A scammer is not going to cut it. Um, also, say if you want to go ahead and mess with the scammer. If you go on a date with that scammer, make sure you bring your own money. Because if he tries to swipe it, it does not work. And he's broke and he doesn't have any backup money. You're going to be left with a tab. So just make sure that... You always, if you're going, well, I feel like that's with anything. Anytime you're in a day, you should always go with your own money. Like, just in case anything happens. But, especially dealing with scammers. You definitely need to make sure you go out with your own money. So, that's my number two things. A lot of scammers in Atlanta can't trust them. Mm -mm, broke. It's not worth your time. Um, three would be like, I don't even know how to name number three it's like all right whatever but i'm i'm sure that some people that look at me and be like i don't like him he's a two i don't like light skinned niggas i'm not attracted to him that's not my thing i don't like slinking like it, it might be and then somebody might say yo sean is a 10 to them because they like brown skin or dark skin men they like this it's it's all in them what you like obviously he doesn't like her he thinks he's average at best but who is he he's not god He's not somebody that's going to be there and to, to help them get married. Who gives a fuck what he thinks? And that's how she should feel. She shouldn't have even called and asked somebody, how do she I She got low self-esteem. That's what tells me she has low self-esteem. She asked him, she asked him how to get a man. That shows me. Right, but she didn't ask him, how do you think that I look? She should So obviously, listen, we don't need, we don't need to beat the dead horse. Everybody knows beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yes. Like, my trash can be your treasure and vice versa. Correct. Not everybody is going to have a unified opinion about how any one person looks. Yeah. So that's not really about it. It's not about whether she's actually a five, a three, or a nine and a half. That's not really what we're talking about. We're not really talking about these two people per se, because he's an individual with his opinion and she's an individual with her opinion. I think more, more so we're talking about the concept behind the video, which is why I sent it to you because the overall idea of the video is that he viewed her as an average looking girl at best. So let's just say that that is the case. Mm -hmm. Okay. He is saying that if you are average at best, you have no right having an expectation of being with a man who's in the top 10% because he would never want you. That's really what this video is about. That's what I found interesting about it. And that's why I sent it to you to get your opinion. Mm -hmm. So self-esteem, this, that, and the other. Now I'm not saying you guys make great points about mm -hmm. self-esteem and beauty and all of that. I absolutely agree. But what I'm saying is what do you think about the idea that a man in the top 10 percentile 
or even the top 25 percentile because the top <clears throat> 10 percentile, they make a lot of money. So let's just say the top 25 percentile who's still living an exceptional living, mm-hmm. wanting or not wanting to be with someone that's average. Mm-hmm. They don't want that shit. You ain't worked that hard to be with nobody that looks like that, yo. This is the point (laughs) that I was trying to get at, (laughs) okay? Like, I'm trying to get to the real, not just what sounds amazing. No, but, but, like, but. that's not what we do here. You went, you bust your ass, you made all this money, Mm -hmm. you want to feel comfortable, you want to be with somebody that looks good, that just like a charm on your arm, right? Like, you don't want no, you don't want nobody that looks fucked up. This is exactly why I said we should get Sean to kind of weigh in on this. Because I figured that that would be. Yeah, you don't want that shit. Your reaction. You don't want it. So you're saying that you work hard and it it goes hand in hand with what what he said. Mm -hmm. Because he did, in fact, say a man that is in the position that you want to attain Mm -hmm. does not care about how much money you make. No. Because what you make. Don't got shit to do with him. Doesn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. That's not what he's interested in. Yeah. Which means that he's only interested in what you just said, which is pretty much arm candy. Yeah. A trophy wife. Yeah. Which means that he's the loser in this situation. How is that? Because, wow. You don't know how that is? No. Tell me. Even though I just kind of. No, I, I heard you. But how's he the loser? He's the loser because mm-hmm. he's missing out on life. Because. Beauty is only on the outside. Okay. So and hold on. Okay. And beauty fades. Okay. But, but this is the and thing. Hold okay. on a second. If okay. you're putting all of your eggs in the beauty basket, uh-huh. then you freaking lose. Okay. Because beauty is skin deep. Let me, let me tell you a something. person is so much more than what they have to offer on the outside. Okay. You you would take a girl that is beautiful over a girl that's intelligent, mm. funny, mm. witty, okay. that cares about you, that has the ability to truly love, that maybe was raised in a family Watch with this. love. I'm Hold a, on. Yeah, I think raised. we both going to get it. Watch this. What'd you say? Hold so on. We both got you. You that, both okay. got Oh, I want to be gotten. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to shut you up. Go I want to hear what you got to say. Now, now, you go now what you're saying is, is right, and that's how life should be, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how life should it be. It should mm-hmm. be that it way. It should be you meet somebody that you fall in love with. It doesn't matter of how they look. is mm-hmm. the fact that they're intelligent and that mm-hmm. they're smart and that they take care of you and, mm-hmm. and you can see yourself with them for the rest of your life. Happy. Mm-hmm. And you happy. see yourself oh, happy. happy. Right, but this is the thing. Yeah. What you don't, what what you see all the time, you see with basketball players, you see with NFL, but those problems. And I have that, I have that opportunity. I have that. It's my life. I don't have to do it, wow. and I and I don't want to put myself in that position. But let's just say same situation and no sketchy, no no sketchy baby dad. Same thing. If somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I want to, I want you to meet my girl. She's she has a thirteen year old. This, that, and the other." My first way of thinking is, "Nah, I'm good." You have kids. Right. I have kids, but I have a wife and I've been married five years. No, no, no. But, I'm saying. What? <laughs> I, five years, I have five kids. I've been married. <laughs> I've been married almost 20 years. <laughs> no, 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 we're talking about uh, 20, if you're single. If, if I'm single, see, but now. You wouldn't be in this scenario. Nobody would be introducing you to her that, if you were. That is, now, I'm going to tell you this. You, no, no, no. Don't tell me anything. Answer my question. I'm going to answer your question. People are going to hate me right now, right? But this is, this is the, the truth, right? I'm filthy. I don't care. That, me being filthy opens up the door to, he has five kids, but he is filthy. It's a yeah. different way of thinking. That's how people think. I'm being honest. Yeah, now, if I had five kids and I wasn't, didn't have money, and I was 
dead broke or I was just getting by or I was doing okay, people would look at it differently. Yeah. He has five kids and he's okay. What can he do for me? But now if you say, okay, he has five kids, he's filthy, okay, I, a lot of women would be like, you know what? I'll take the crazy baby mama for five kids and he's filthy. But if I'm five kids and I'm not filthy and I don't have it and I'm living check to check and I'm struggling, I don't see a lot of women saying, you know what? I'm a, a lot of women are do the same thing that I said, but like, you know what? I'm not taking that chance. I'm not taking that opportunity. I'm not taking that headache. Yeah. Now for this lady, the so reason you're saying that there's a double standard. Um, no, I think women uh, uh, do the same thing if the tables were turned. If I, I was fucked up and I had five kids, I think a lot of women would be like, you know what? I don't want to jump into that situation nah, either. Don't I don't want to jump into his problem, his bills, his expenses, him having to pay the baby mama for five kids, five schools, five soccer, five acting, five swimming. Mm. Like a lot of people be like, you know what? I just don't want that headache. But you're now, saying that they would get with you. If I had, if, if, if you, if I was well off, yeah, because, well off. because sometimes money makes people forget about certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think it would. Now, my problem with that is, is first of all, I feel like the reason she can't find a man and the reason she can't, is not because she's not looking, it's because she doesn't have the self-esteem to. Yeah, she got low self-esteem. I, I know people that look like twos that walk around like they tens. Yeah. I know people that walk that, that, that are threes and I know they threes. I disagree. And they know they threes, I, but I they have self-esteem where they feel good in their skin. She doesn't feel good. In, there I, is, don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. I, I did not get that. I don't know. I didn't get anything from what I saw on that video that said that she has low self-esteem. What? No. The he asked her a question. The fact that she thinks that Hold she on. looks like a five. Hold yeah. on a second. Let me tell you. And then Maybe a six that's when she what wakes she up. sees when she looks in the mirror. Maybe she's just. Being we have three honest. daughters. If any of our daughters ever said they look like a five, I did. I did a bad job as a father. Yeah, you did. Not necessarily. I wake because up every day thinking I'm a ten, and I know I'm a ten. And if somebody doesn't think I'm a ten, I don't care. I'm a ten. Um. To myself. Nobody else has to I think disagree. I'm a ten. Because if I woke up in the morning and when I looked in the mirror, if I thought that I was a five, if you asked me, what do I rate myself on the scope of one to 10? I would be honest with you. Okay. What do you it rate yourself as, as, in, a, in a mirror? I'm as not going to tell you what I rate myself. <laughs> wow. Why do you rate yourself? I don't, I don't rate myself a five. You rate yourself a goddamn 10 because you are a 10. No, but, but if I, regardless, regardless of what, if was you a 10 take or me out of this, hold on a second. Regardless of what I rate myself, if I was asked the question... I would be honest. Who's calling you, baby? Just because your phone is ringing like crazy. I just want to make sure it's none of the kids and nobody's in trouble. Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. The gate? Is he there? Okay, I'll buzz My booty's itching! Stop it. Okay, <laughs> you buzz them in? Yeah, I buzz them I thought the gate was open. That's oh, why I didn't answer the phone. Well, who goes out looking for fives? No, no, no. But the point is, you guys said that she has low self-esteem. I don't think anything about what I saw in that video shows that she has low self-esteem. So what do you think? I think that she may see a five or maybe in comparison to what she considers beautiful or whatever. That just might be her truth. That doesn't mean she has low self-esteem. Well, I don't agree. I think she looks better than a five. I think she looks better than average. Yeah. She, she's not. But she's looking at herself as she average. Low and that's the problem. She looked better than average. But to herself, she looks average. And that's the problem. So but, if she said that she was a six and when she puts on makeup, she's a seven, like that doesn't, that doesn't mean just because your scale and her scale, there's no equilibrium there. Doesn't mean that she has low self-esteem. So let's just take the, she has low self-esteem off. But I don't agree. I think that she team. feels. This is why a lot of people nowadays is guarded. 
Y'all don't understand. You be finessing yourself out of businesses and shit. And they use that old slave church mentality. Well, I guess that wasn't for me. It was for you, ho, but you talk too much. I'm just letting it sink and settle in for y'all. A lot of y'all hoes, a lot of us won't even sit in your motherfucking hair chair. We won't come and let you put no lashes on us. We're not going to come around and let you do our nails. And it ain't because you do a bad job. You run your fucking mouth too much. You sit around, whatever a bitch got going on when they sit in your chair, you repeat that she don't know how to keep your motherfucking mouth shut. A lot of y'all dudes, y'all be fine. You got good shit going on. You got positive energy. You just talk too much. So a bitch don't want to fuck with you. They don't want to fuck on you because you tell too much. You expose too much shit about what you got going on. A lot of y'all don't understand. People like exclusive shit. They like to feel like they are a part of something where I'm not going to be exploited if I allow myself to be open around this person or this thing or go into this business. Y'all don't understand that. You don't want to hear shit like this. Your mama and the motherfuckers around you and your current customers ain't telling you you talk too goddamn much. Because half the time, they talk too much. That's why they fuck with you. This shit be too real. And for y'all niggas that run your mouth too much and tell too much about what you got going on, it's sad and pathetic. It's pathetic. Because y'all niggas ought to know. Like men are supposed to leave. Close your motherfucking mouth and open your eyes. Run some shit instead of running your motherfucking mouth. Y'all talk too goddamn much. Finesse y'all selves out of good situations, out of business opportunities. I'm telling you right now, some of y'all niggas, you too little boy like. You run your mouth too much. What you got going on with a woman, how you fucking her, how you ain't fucking her, what she giving you, what you giving her, where y'all go, how many rooms y'all lay up in, how many times you come over her house. Nigga, that's your business with her. You don't got to tell your homeboys and bros everything you got going on. Y'all females, if you got a nigga and he is buying you stuff and paying your bills and helping you with your kids. And shit. That ain't for everybody to know. Y'all hoes go cause problems for yourself. Then you wonder why it be so much drama and shit. Stop running your mouth. If you talking to a, a, a whole baby daddy and he giving you shit that he ain't giving her, that ain't her business to know. Y'all messy. Your mama ain't tell you this shit, so I'm gonna tell you today. You run your mouth too much. You're too messy. You don't understand privacy. You finesse yourself out of good shit by thinking you finessing somebody else. Y'all be out here, y'all cross paths with genuine people. They good people. They fuck with you. Anybody around them, you know, they gonna look out. They gonna support. You run your mouth about what they doing or what they bringing to the table with you so much. They don't even want to fuck with you no more. Like I said, a lot of y'all got businesses and shit. We don't have no desire to come in y'all motherfucking shops and shit. And you can say you don't care, bitch. But in all honesty, you will never be that millionaire ass person you think you want to be based on the ways that you operating. People do not shop with places where their information is going to be compromised. Y'all know how we was going through that other thing where them, the fucking card swipers in the stores was compromising people's credit card numbers. It made people apprehensive about swiping their card. They'd rather just go to the ATM and get cash. That's how people is with y'all businesses and shit. When it comes to doing hair, nails, uh, tax services, all kind of shit. A bitch don't want to come to y'all motherfucking businesses and time they leave, you're going to sit up with another bitch and talk about them. A motherfucker don't want to come spend their coin with you hoes and as soon as they get up, you're going to have slick shit to say about them or make posts and shit. A bitch don't got time for that.
Then y'all want to tell y'all self, well, they wasn't meant to be my customers. Shut the fuck up, ho. Y'all kill me with that slave, church-minded ass mentality. Well, you try to make it seem like if something don't line up for you, it was the Lord's will. No, bitch, some of that shit come from y'all poor decision-making, your lack of understanding on privacy, your inability to be able to keep your motherfucking mouth closed and stop gossiping about people. You don't got no professionalism about yourself. That's why your clientele base cannot grow. That's why you will forever be having one stream of income, which is sitting there operating with your hands, trading your time for money. Active income. You ain't gonna never have no passive income. I'm just letting it sink in. And this goes for females and males. This is not just about no females. A lot of y'all niggas, you talk more than bitches do. A whole suck your dick and jiggle your balls before you even can get your pants up good. You on the line telling another nigga. What is the point of that? That's some little boy ass shit. Then it be some trill ass bitches. They don't even want to. Boys, their moms kind of want you to be like, okay. You're replacing me. I'm not your mother. And I'm not replacing you. And I'm not replacing you. A lot of times that's what happens. I have, when I, okay, y'all, I was dating this guy, right? I found out the nigga was cheating on me. This is another thing that Ooh. moms do. Mm -hmm. I found out the nigga was All cheating right, on me. where you going with this? I pulled up to this nigga crib, and I'm like, I pull up, and his mom was like waiting at the door. She's like, she was like looking at the door, and I was like, hey, is such and such here? Mm -hmm. I need to talk to him. She was like, uh-uh, nah, baby, he not here. Bitch, I look at him. He peeking out the window. Oh, see. And she ain't even know you could see that nigga. I'm looking at him. I'm, I'm literally up. looking at him. And I'm like, damn, as woman to woman, you should be holding your son ain't no woman to woman. You should, but I'm saying that's why some of these men are trash because mm -hmm. their moms don't hold them accountable. No, they don't. For the shit that they do. I, was I just, agree. I was just telling my mom this because my mom came for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I was just telling her, I was like, mom. You have been lenient on my brothers mm. versus your daughters. Mm -hmm. Like, your daughters, like, you raised us to be so independent, strong, mm -hmm. uphold all these morals. Then I look at my brothers, and they out here doing God knows what. what. Right, right. And when my brother is going through it with whoever he dating at the time or his wife or whatever, he feel he could just come back to my mama's house. That's not how it's supposed That's right. to work. Yep. Like, no, mm -hmm. I can't do that. Mamas definitely be coddling these niggas. They will niggas. coddle their sons. It's like, no, that's my son. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's my son. He don't like Golden Corral. Hey, Golden Corral. That's my son. I love my son. <laughs> Meanwhile, look. that's my daughter. You know? And niggas be like that too. So it's some niggas out there who will complain to you because you don't do shit like they mama and all mm -hmm. that type of shit too. And it's like, cool. Well, let your mama come put this pussy on you. Exactly. Can your mama suck your dick? No. Does your mama suck your... And then shut the fuck up. Then exactly. I don't want to hear it. Don't bring up your mama. I ain't trying to hear that shit. But, I, but you know what? Like I said, though, I do... I have had a good relationship with a guy I dated. His mom. I did in so high school. So that's why I said, like, I do... <laughs> I do enjoy that getting along with them. If it was up to me, of course I want to get along with my nigga's parents. I'm like his mom and his mm -hmm. dad. You know what I'm saying? Like the daddy's always like me. Oh, that girl with them titties. It be hard to get along with them girl with them titties. But it be hard to get along with some niggas' mamas. Cause I dated this nigga one time. His mama was a crackhead. Ooh, <laughs> she was. So see, you wasn't bringing no, you wasn't bringing no crack. You wasn't bringing no crack, so she ain't like you. Exactly. I'm not laughing at she, shit. Y'all ain't like it. You don't even know who I'm talking about. Let me tell you how you get it good. No, you don't. No, he do. He's probably watching. Oh, he watching, girl. He 
watching, the Lord watching too. He right? ain't about that life. Listen, I'm gonna tell you how you get in good with somebody, mama. Oh, give me. You gotta come you? in acting like you love the Lord, even if you yeah, don't love the Lord. That's true. See, naturally, I love the Lord, but when I come in, I love the Lord extra. Yeah, talk about Jesus. I'm a young black man. <laughs> Doing all I can, God, don't let me. I just wanna live. <laughs> Y'all are fucking stupid. I'm crying. Listen, you gotta come in. Love the Lord. Come on, when you come in like that, Mama gonna love you. Okay, yeah. now I know. Get, get that scripture. Talk about Jesus and everything he done for you. Pray for her. Tell her you praying for her son. Yeah. yeah. All you doing, you know you back there sucking dick. That's all you doing. But tell, tell her. That's a good, yeah, that's like, a good that idea. That is a good always idea. Always use the Lord. Black mamas love Jesus. So they do. always use the Lord. That's my secret. Okay. That's my secret. Okay. I think that will work though. It will a lot work. Of, but you got to keep up with it and you not a good liar. So what oh you going to do? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, damn. Oh, shit. The God <laughs> is good to me. Lord, can you? Help me. I gotta remember. Father, my- can you hear me? Woo! I need help today. Come on, Jesus. We know that you are listening. Come on, Jesus. Get in the spirit. Get in the spirit. Oh, we going to hell. Okay, so now y'all know how to well, let us know how y'all get in good with y'all man's family because I want to know. Right, I would like to know too. That's all the people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we gonna get into the bed. Hey, the bed. Hey, the bed. Hey. Now before we get into the bed, tell us about the pills you've been taking, sis. Who? Okay, y'all. So I definitely wanted to talk to y'all about these pills that are called Taste Vita. Mm-hmm. These pills, y'all, they change your vaginal secretion. Get out there and look for. She gonna know what to find. She gonna know what's real when she see it. If nothing else, a bunch of bullshit gonna find her too. A bunch of bullshit. Man. Man, stop. You only telling one side of the story, though. You only telling one side. Hey, how about this? If I could, may I have the floor for one second? May I have the floor for one second? Hey, listen. Hey, my man, you. Look, I don't mean that don't stop people from saying. I ain't gonna stop people from trying to relate to each other. Y'all ain't saying don't be easy. If you got, you find a girl, you like, right? Okay, this is the money on the camera. You know what the funny part is? You know what the funny part is? Men put out money, success, power, authority. Men put that out. A bunch of opulence, jewelry, cars, houses, but don't want a bitch to ask them for no money. Yeah. On the flip side, a woman put out tits, ass, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of provocative uh, attire going out there into the world, and get what? She don't want a motherfucker to ask her for no pussy. Mm. Yeah, they should. You putting out the energy that you are going Indeed. to inevitably receive. Okay, well, y'all putting out the energy too, though. Hey. Yeah. 
We said that you back on are already And you're not doing what Stop arguing and start understanding. The self hatred is is way worse. It's not by much, but it's way worse though. I would say maybe thirty percent, right? I, I think that's I think that's so fair. 
I think that's very fair to just say that. 30% more of the cooning and the shucking and jiving and self-hate is sickening. Even more when you when you talk about how they worship white people and how they allow things to go on in your face without it being challenged. Like, I don't know the hood you can go to and see a little black boy get pimped by a white man and, and black people just gonna sit by and watch. What? What hood? Put the hood in your... Where do we just sit? I'm not going to do the compare and contrast thing. I'm not. I'm not because I know in my heart, that's a whole nother type of sick that I ain't never seen. And I'm not a part of it. So I'm going to say this officially. My foundational black American flag. I appreciate being black. Gamby, you've done so much for me. Like sisters, whatever type of issues we've had, we can work this shit out. Because what I understand and I'm starting to understand is that globally, the black woman, the black man, we are so unique. We are, there is no one like us. I've heard other people say this. I've even heard matchmakers say this. If we're talking about a hierarchy of quality and if we're talking about black empowerment and we're talking about revolutionaries and the warrior class and the queen class, I was over in just Gambia. I, just, I mean, look, I haven't seen a queen once. I haven't seen any queens. Now, in the States, I see I see that. I see that. It, it's more likely that you're going to see a queen in, in black America than the Gambia. That, and that's just, that's just facts. And black men, and, and as I say with black women, we can work this out because I see globally we are so exceptional. The women in the Gambia, they don't have no dreams. Hell, we wake up. We wake up wondering what's the next opportunity, how we going to get it. And you talk about somebody waking up and they don't have no opportunities. All they hoping to do is eat. They hoping to just eat. And we trying to start and have businesses, shoe businesses, all types of stuff. And you, you get to the Gambia and you try to put them on some real knowledge and put them on some business. Hey, be my stylist. Show me where to get the Gambian fabrics. Bring me a couple of styles per week. I'll pay you. Hey, you want to clean up around here and you need a job so you won't have to pimp your pussy out for old crinkly British men and Lebanese men and Indian men that abuse you? Come work for this black girl and come to our compound and clean up and help us build. That's what we doing. And the hoes don't even show up halfway out to the phone doing dumb shit. Can't even meet up with you to get you the fabric. Like I'm talking about, I'm talking about real stuff. Like they don't even have it to, they don't have it to even win. Don't ask me about the child. I, and Lauren, I love you. But I'm saying my natural child, don't nobody care about that rescue of that child. I sat there and watched them walk away because I said, you know what? That's not my fight anymore. I don't have an army. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's so common. Hell, he it's up, it's on every block. <laughs> so I know Lauren, you an isolated incident. No, Lauren, like this is this is the block, boo. This, this is the whole block. So either you just about to go try to rescue each and every one of them with your full set and your kids. That's what we do. Some fights are not our fight. And that's not my fight anymore. That's not my fight. And so, black man, I'm gonna get to you really quick. Because we owe y'all an apology. The the type of docile slave mentality, the way men have no opportunities, they don't have no get up and go about themselves. You know, and if they say any different, they can kiss your ass because it's actually a lie. They learn how to be habitual liars. And and they're the real scam artists. 
Because when you have people that have nothing inside, they're dead inside, they don't even know what a dream even is, those are the people that's more likely to have no Well, 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 looky, looky. I'm live on Facebook. It's a goddamn new year. And I said, let me talk to my people because I I know people wondering where the hell I am. They like, oh God, is she she dead? Is she done ran off of people money and all types of stuff? But happy new year. Like all black people out there. I love y'all. First of all, we made it. <laughs> we made it, goddammit. We made it into this new year. It's 2021, and I know the country's people, they got a problem already with us celebrating the new year in January. But I'm one of them people, I'm going to just say it like this. Keep the same energy in March, okay? Just keep the same energy in March. I'm ready to say Happy New Year still in January. I don't care. I'm in the season. Matter of fact, I'm in everything that seems like it's traditional American shit right now. I'm not going to get into my bag just yet, but what's up to y'all? How y'all? How y'all doing? I know y'all shocked to see me on Facebook. I started on Facebook Live, and this YouTube thing is, is very new, you know, so that ain't, you know, I started here, all right? So I figured I'd just go ahead and, and give you guys a good live and, and show my face and, and talk. We got to roast. We got to drag. We got to go in. We got to do a lot of stuff today, okay? But first of all, I do want to say thank you to all of my supporters, people that's been holding me down Okay, all of my B1 people, my own cold people out there, where you at? Put the loves on the screen. I want to see you. I want to see you because honestly, right now, y'all the only people worth talking to. And I know I've been saying that. I, I know I've said that so much, but y'all really are the only ones worth talking to. What's up, Laquita? Hey, my sad. Malachi Love. What's up, Malachi Love? I love y'all, man. Like, seriously, like, this is, this past year has been a motherfucker. It really has. And being a, a repat, being somebody that took on the country of the Gambia to live, to work, to do my thing, like, that's not easy, right? Like, we've had this conversation going on for a long time. Black people coming to Africa, you know, um, repatriating, that, that whole movement. And it's real cute. It's it's real cute, but if we if 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 you understand me and how I get down, you already know I'm gonna break this thing all the way down and give you the skinny. I'm a I'm gonna speak from my heart, okay? My little Sagittarius self, my Pisces moon, um, and I'm, I'm smiling, y'all. I got the dental tourism thing going on. It's just a lot. But um, everybody that has been riding with me throughout, you know, the BS and you know the investment, quote unquote, scandal and stuff like. That, that like, all of those lessons for me have been shaping me they've been helping me understand my people they've been helping me understand myself better um and they've helped me kind of become the boss you gotta pay the cost to be the boss and for a lot of the investors you know a lot of them things that needed to get right of course we got stuff in litigation and taking care of that but i said i'm gonna pay this stuff out of my pocket as well so you know i've been having conversations with investors the last few weeks and things handled and it's really just business that's business. So just to let y'all know, um, we're, we're getting that up to date. And I'm glad that I have uh, happy, you know, news to report to you guys. So everything is being taken care of with our investors. And of course, you know, I'm moving forward. Now, we didn't got all that business and everything out the way. We didn't got that out the way. Now, let's talk about the real deal of us moving to Africa. Because I'm, I'm curious if Africa is ready for us. Right. Like I've been seeing that this is a different level of being sleep. 
And they was mad at me when I was being honest and talking about why black people should come to Africa because it's so much opportunity out here and people are just slow and they not take, they was mad at me for saying that. They were so pissed at me for saying that. But what they don't understand is that by being here, the damn, I'm really right. Like, yeah, you know, coming on Africa, is, let's, let's just get some real clear. Y'all got the come real bad. Y'all do. Y'all shucking job harder than I've ever seen it in my life. And black people that's considering your move to Africa and stuff like that. Like, let, let's be honest. What is that experience going to be like for you to just live build around people that are literally being subjugated every day? It's some stuff over here in the Gambia that you cannot unsee. You don't, you don't, you can't even fathom the level of, of people's coma. They not even here. They don't know nothing but rice and meat and getting through the day. And here we come with the revolution and we think it's not going to be a problem. Well, let me tell you what they just did for this, this black girl. They allowed me to see just how to bomb we really are as black people. Like I realized that we are culturally different. And I've been hearing my master teacher say this. I've been hearing people say this, but it's different. When you come to Africa and live, it's different when you come and see that the average man thinks like a nine-year-old, that the average adult has the understanding of a nine-year-old, that there's no such thing as a dream and building businesses. Like that's not even something that, that occurs to the average Gambian. These, these people are making 15 cents and $2 a day. And so when you come over here to the truth, you are going to Gambia. It don't matter where you are. You're going to have to understand that they see us different. Not that we didn't notice. Not that we didn't notice. But you're going to have to understand. You're going to see some foul shit that you can never unsee. Children being pimped. My final straw were, were told me, you know what? Let me just rip off the band-aid and tell y'all what's really good. Because ain't nobody saying Nobody saying right now. Could you imagine seeing a, a little two and three-year-old black boy holding hands? With with an old white man down the street. Can you imagine that? The first situation I had that went viral was when I talked about that, that encounter, that real unsafe encounter I had, and it popped off with the white man, with the three-year-old black girl at the ATM. Can you can you understand what it's like to see black children being pimped out for sex and they mom and dad is so stupid, a country so stupid and foolish, and everybody's so brain dead that they don't give a damn? Can you imagine living around that? And all the while, they deflecting and acting like you the motherfucking problem. But I kept on. I, I kept doing my thing. I kept right. I kept doing my thing. And I'm like, you know, let me see this. Yeah. And I'm doing my thing like, okay, I'm going to keep bringing beauty to this space. I'm going to bring beauty to this space. But carrying on with your date. And I'm seeing a white man walking down the street. Holding hands with a two, three-year-old black boy. Where are they going? Where you going at eight in the morning? Where's the little boy mama? See, y'all, I'm sorry, but whoever's in the gambit that's not talking about this, we, why, why we can't say that? We, we can't just be honest about what, what the hell is really going on. And let me tell you something, Gambians. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to respect the people that allows children to be used as sex toys in front of them. I don't have any respect for that. 
It is unacceptable. There is a type of evil and demonic nature that you never want to see. And that is those that practice pedophilia with children. That That's the real gag. So while you're talking about coming out here to the gambling and all this type of stuff, why don't y'all, let's, let's, let's take a minute to reevaluate that. Why you got these bastards out in Gambia that's gonna be mad that you're coming out here? They all they all in arms talking about we hustling the property. We they mad at us for buying property in Gambia now. And I can't even I can't I can't even stomach the sight. I can't stomach the sight of a Gambian that's just watching this go on. You don't have any reason and you do not have any obligation to respect people that allow the subjugation and the rape and molestation of children. You do not have any obligation to respect them. You don't have no obligation to fight that fight. You don't have no obligation to put yourself in harm's way. Just like when you see the little... um you know, the ratchet women out here and getting themselves in situations and expect a black man to come swoop down there. You, that's not for every woman. Every woman does not deserve the protection of a black man and a black king and a brilliant black man. So every country don't deserve our, our attention every, and you definitely don't deserve our respect. You don't Hawaii. Why? Because you African? Let's let's talk about that and unpack this real quick. I, I have heard people say, you know, the foundation of black American and we should differentiate and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know how we are as black people? We want to go to Africa. We want to get our roots. My name is My name is All that shit. You want to be African. We want to be African so bad. We want to be African so bad. And then when I ask get here, we figure out well, for me, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be these people no more. I, I I, mean, the level of coonery, like we got black coons and as we say, we got Africoons. But if I had to say who was cooning harder, it's definitely Africans are cooning way harder. They shutting the job. The self-hatred is, is way worse. It's not by much, but it's way worse though. I would say maybe 30%. Right? I think that's, I think that's so fair. I think that's very fair to just say that. 30% more of the cooning and the shucking and jiving and self-hate is sickening. Even more when you when you talk about how they worship white people and how they allow things to go on in your face without it being challenged. Like, I don't know the hood you can go to and see a little black boy get pimped by a white man and, and black people just gonna sit by and watch. What? What hood? Put the hood in your... Where do we just sit? I'm not, I'm not gonna do the compare and contrast thing. I'm not. I'm not because I know in my heart that's a whole nother type of sick that I ain't never seen, and I'm not a part of it. So I'm gonna say this officially. My foundational black American flag. I appreciate being black. Gamby, you've done so much for me. Like sisters, whatever type of issues we've had, we can work this shit out. Because what I've understand and I'm starting to understand is that globally, the black woman, the black man, we are so unique. We are, there is no one like us. I've heard other people say this. I've even heard matchmakers say this. If we're talking about a hierarchy of quality and if we're talking about black empowerment and we're talking about revolutionaries and the warrior class and the queen class, I was over in just Gambia. I, just, I mean, look, I haven't seen a queen once. I haven't seen any queens. Now, in the States, I see I see that. I see that. It, it's more likely that you're going to see a queen 
and in black America than the Gambia. That, and that's just, that's just facts. And black men, and, and as I say with black women, we can work this out because I see globally we are so exceptional. The women in the Gambia, they don't have no dreams. Hell, we wake up. We wake up wondering what's the next opportunity, how we going to get it. And you talk about somebody waking up and they don't have no opportunities. All they hoping to do is eat. They hoping to just eat. And we trying to start to have businesses, shoe businesses, all types of stuff. And you, you get to the Gambia and you try to put them on some real knowledge and put them on some business. Hey, be my stylist. Show me where to get the Gambian fabrics. Bring me a couple of styles per week. I'll pay you. Hey, you want to clean up around here and you need a job so you won't have to pimp your pussy out for old crinkly British men and Lebanese men and Indian men that abuse you? Come work for this black girl and come to our compound and clean up and help us build. That's what we doing. And the hoes don't even show up halfway out to the phone doing dumb shit. Can't even meet up with you to get you the fabric. Like I'm talking about, I'm talking about real stuff. Like they don't even have it to, they don't have it to even win. Don't ask me about the child. I, and Lauren, I love you. But I'm saying my natural rest, child, don't nobody care about that rescue of that child. I sat there and watched them walk away. Cause I said, you know what? That's not my fight anymore. I don't have an army. And I'm glad you brought that up. It's so common. Hell, he it's up, it's on every block. <laughs> so I know Lauren, you an isolated incident. No, Lauren, like this is this is the block, boo. This, this is the whole block. So either you just about to go try to rescue each and every one of them with your full set and your kids. That's what we do. Some fights are not our fight. And that's not my fight anymore. That's not my fight. And so, black man, I'm gonna get to you really quick. Because we owe y'all an apology. The the type of docile slave mentality, the way men have no opportunities, they don't have no get up and go about themselves. You know, and if they say any different, they can kiss your ass because it's actually a lie. They learn how to be habitual liars. And and they're the real scam artists. Because when you have people that have nothing inside, they're dead inside, they don't even know what a dream even is, those are the people that's more likely to have no intention. When you see people that are okay with their child being molested. And let me tell you why that's so easy too. You remember that scene in Blade where he's in that underground club and he realizes he's the only daywalker? That's how you feel when you're in certain parts of Africa. When you see the cooning, when you see the abuse, the, the sex tourism amongst the children, and you realize you're the only one that's like woke, you like, okay. That's what it's like. See, that's what people not telling you on YouTube when you repatriate it. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. What about the level of cooning and rape and molestation that you see being done to the people, the children, and the economy? If we're not talking about that, we're just talking about you taking a journey to Africa and, and how much you plan to keep quiet. Because that's the, that's the real gag and that's the real the game in it all. How much can you keep silent? How much can you keep quiet about the fuck shit that you see in? How much can you go to sleep at night on your conscience and not, not give a damn? Like that, that's what we're talking about. And I don't think Africa is ready for B1 people. And, and, and when I had that situation where they wanted to fight me and kill me because I'm talking about children being raped and pimped in the street every day. 
And I realized your mama got raped too. Your daddy got raped too. This is a generational thing. This didn't just start happening. Saturday Night Live just started talking about this. I mean, but, but sex tourism has been kind of alive and well for Africa. It's, it's that place. So now you got people mad that we invested in Africa and we want to buy land. They, The Gambian government telling people, or not even the government, but the Gambians people online and talking shit about black Americans. They talking shit about us and we the only ones standing up for the motherfucking children and your ass. The reason why don't nobody want to say, you know, anything is because they've been raped too. It's a 70% chance that they've been raped as a child because this has been a regular pattern. This is the place you go to use the toilet on Africans. This is the place that you use as a cum bucket. This is the place where you go do your most demonic, devious shit to children and people. This is where you can go and challenge the subject people. It's the Gambia. A.K.A. the armpit of Africa is what, what I officially call the Gambia. And the best thing going for the Gambia is black people coming back to this motherfucker that looks like the inside of a trash can. And they got the nerve to say something about us, about our ghettos. Do y'all be hearing how they try to talk shit? Start their little channels and everything? Yup! Let me tell you something. We're feeding you. The ones that keep my name in their mouth because they don't have any talent. This is what we're talking about. They have zero talent. We got black people that have zero talent. But now you got black people that come to the Gambia and still swirl around that zero talent type of shit and they don't have anything to give. We have a world filled with mediocre people. You got the brilliant basic and the brain dead. It's only about 5-10% of the brilliant anyway. And, and worldwide, we got 90% basic and brain dead in the global black collective. So we got to be honest about what this thing looks like, how it appears, how it shows up in the collective, and how we need to deal with it. One thing we need to do is just call it out. They're sleeping. They're in a coma. They're very mentally ill and sick. And they have no right and no room to even talk about us as black Americans. We built USA and we built and trying to rebuild Africa. And they not even, they don't even want, yes, we are an exceptional people. That's, that's a good, we're an exceptional people. Where my damn foundational black American flag at? Like, I would drape that shit across me. I would have that shit coming back, like how boxes going into the ring. I want to get me a big ass foundational black American flag and just walk, walk. You know what I'm saying? Like with pride. Like, ain't nothing in their face. When you talk to them, they can barely, the men can barely get up the street and ride taxis and do that halfway decent. Black men, y'all are like another level of brilliant and genius black women too. But I'm just saying for the brothers, we, we need to bow at your feet right now because I, I've never seen a more docile species of man like the Gambian. Let me let y'all take that in for a second. Because I goddamn said it. 2020, 2020, we telling the truth. 2021, we gonna walk in that truth. That's what it was about for me. Y'all already saw it. 2020 was telling the truth. 2021, we gonna walk in this thing. Now, I'm not gonna pull no punches and no mince words. We, we not gonna do that. We, we're not gonna do that. That is a different level of some scum under your shoe. They are done. They're asleep. They're gone. 
Black men feel like the king done daughter. You realize how they really are the king. Black men, all this shit that black women have put y'all through, I've always been y'all ally. This is honestly why y'all deserve free and unlimited blowjobs for the next five years. You haven't even you haven't even started to get the credit that you deserve. I've talked about black dick worship, hashtag BDW. I've talked about that in the past and how black women don't do it and it's a sexual exchange, sexual healing and, you know, sacred sex. And okay, okay. But no, like on some real shit, when it comes down to it, it was so many times I thought to myself, man, I, these black men are like towering over the gamut. It's like, they're like five-year-olds. When shit pop off, they just go walk right into trouble. Like when white people in the horror movie... Something shake outside in the bushes and they go right to them. Well, what's going on? That's that's how Gambians act. What? What's going on? I don't know. What black man you know? And I'm not talking to y'all self-hating black women that's going to say, oh, black people is molesters and we offer too. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm really talking just to the B1 people. You know you can't go to no black neighborhood and a black man is going to let a child get abused. We don't do that. That's not us. And that's not our men. Black men, y'all have been long overdue for the respect y'all deserve. We have had a society that's been held on not only killing you without impunity. We seeing people with foots on your neck. We seeing how you just lynched. And I know black women too, but baby, y'all... Y'all, black men, you're my only, you're my only protector and savior. I knew that, but Lord have mercy, Jesus, black women, y'all need to just come to the Gambia just so you can understand what I'm talking about. Black, black people, you know how smart we are on a global level. The Africans don't even own Africa, and we over in the states carrying on about how much land can we get and how much can we have solidarity and stuff like that. Like, you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Africans don't give a fuck for the most part. And I don't want y'all to come out here talking about, oh, it ain't all Africans, baby. We a whole nother breed, a whole nother creed, a whole nother vibe and style. Like, so don't even play like that. Because I, I see your shit. I came your house and see you got roaches. So stop trying to act like it's just a raisin on the wall. They trying to tell us it's raisins. Oh, no, that's just a raisin. Why the raisin um flying in denial? You got roaches. You got roaches. You're, you're disgusting. You look at downtown Lagos. I had a friend of mine show me a video of downtown Lagos. It looked like a bomb hit it. Just look at fool. Like, was it work, war here? And you, it wasn't a war? No. You bathed animals. Now, I'm going back to the Gambia. You're literally bathing with the animals at this point, bitch. And you didn't. Got fixed your mouth to say running water and lights and lights. Y'all know how stressful it is when you can't connect with your family and friends because your Wi-Fi so shitty and it's 2020, but they still ain't got their shit together enough to have regular power and resources and shit. And they barely got, they don't wash their hands or their ass. You don't. You got roaches, you're nasty, and you you stupid. How about that? Go subscribe to my YouTube channel. By the way, everything is in this video. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, because I'm about to be rolling out all the truth, honey.
we rolling out all the truth. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the, the brilliant basic and brain dead real, real quick. Because this is my book, and it's for Brain Soul by Loomlands. You can go Amazon, you can go ancestralarrangematch.com. Somebody can put that in the comments, but you can get the ebook there as well. But the proverbial line is being drawn in the sand. And I said on um, chapter one, still, we're talking about the black prognosis, the state of us as a people. Even our ancestors knew when it was time to cut the cancer among us. Harriet Tubman was known for using her famous shotgun to kill off other slaves that tried to sabotage her plan to liberate her people. The proverbial line is being drawn in the sand. It's clear to see who will help progress our people into a better world. Now, who are the basic and brain dead among us? I talk about this a lot. We're going to talk about the basic and brain dead. Number one, love your operation. Number two, those that are not dedicated to study or continuing their education. Number three, blacks addicted to materialism, being consumers and wasteful spending. Number four, black women who have deep resentment and hate for black men. Also see angry black feminists. Number five, black men who have deep resentment for the black woman. Number six, individuals who glorify the genocide of our people in the name of entertainment. Also see modern hip-hop lyrics. Number seven, career baby mamas and baby daddies. Also see womb hustlers. Number eight, blacks that subscribe to ideologies that do not elevate nor offer tangible solutions. Now, that is the brain-dead people. Who are the brilliant? Black people who are creating healthy family structures, people who are actively creating wealth and investing in black businesses, also see Ujama and cooperative economics. Black men and women who economically, financially empower others with information. Mothers and fathers who live with a village mentality in our communities. Number six, men who choose to court date high quality black women with the intent of marriage. Number seven, black women with an elevated standard of whom she'll procreate with. <laughs> also sees feminine grace and divine intuition. Number eight, blacks empowered with knowledge of their true history and African origins. Also see unapologetically black. P.S. There will come a time very soon when we fully separate from those that are diseased and infected so they can live. For some of you, this process has already started. Child, what you said, I was looking forward to hearing about all the amazing and affirming things you would chronicle while in the motherland. I'm so disappointed that it wasn't what we thought it would be. But you know what? I feel you, Faith. And we, we went together. And she's a fellow artist. I love you. She said, um, but I know that you'll be pivotal. And oh, yes, girl. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm grateful for. See, it had to happen. I'm not fixing to be that girl. Like, if, if the restaurant I went to and I'm supposed to review it, if it wasn't good, it just wasn't good. I ain't finna sit up here and lie about the shit. I'm, I'm not fixing to be that girl. To sit up and, and carry on a lie. But not only that, what I got to, why am I going to hold on to this lie and they going to just benefit from it? The good tourism of Gambia is dental tourism. That's the only thing I can give it right now. Y'all can come over here and get your teeth fixed and stuff like that. But to be straight 1,000 with you, in the private session that I'm going to have in the womb school and in the black repack group, if you want to join that, send me an email at artcathy at gmail because I'm going to be talking about the real skinny on that that one option that we have for Gambia, but it's another option that we have where it'll cost even less, okay? And it's very beautiful, and we don't have to deal with seeing pedophilia and stuff like that, okay? So I'm not trying to let the bag out of, you know, that country, but honey, it's a lot of other things and a lot of other resources and opportunities that have opened up since I started the dental conversation and dental tourism conversation about Gambia. 
because in my heart of hearts, I really want to unpack a few things when it comes to getting people prepared to come to the Gambia. Nobody else is saying the Gambia looks like the inside of a goddamn trash can. The Gambia needs to be called AKA the armpit of Africa. The Gambia needs to have a special, um, what they call like a, a orientation for people how you need to be able to be silent while watching children be raped. They need to have a special orientation for people. Once you get off the plane, so you'll know how the fuck you need to move with that. Because if not, you're going to be like me, you know, in Gambia talking about what's wrong and do you know that child?